Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. Folks, I'm back from my travels. I came back last night from Stockholm. Andrew's with me. He's... Not totally 100%, but he's getting there. He's a bit tired. And we've got a great guest. I'm going to destroy his name, Rahul Nagar. Um, he'll put me right there. But I did pre-warn him, Tribe, that I'll destroy his name. Uh, uh, Ragar, would you like to quickly in- give us a 20-second intro about yourself to the Tribe? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm Rahul. Um I'm the co-founder and CEO of Nestify. I've been doing web hosting since, gee, 2004. That makes me feel so old. But yeah, hosting is pretty much I've done my whole life. And I also like WordPress. That's where I spend most of my time. And happy to be a part of this podcast. It's going to be a great discussion. We're going to be discussing WordPress hosting. A passion. If you discuss hosting or page builders in any podcast, it becomes your most popular one. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing hosting, where hosting is in 2022. I'm going to get Rahul's perspective about all these plug-in purchases from hosting companies, where he thinks hosting is. Then we're going to just discuss how he built up its, his company. It's going to be a great discussion. We're going to go for a break now. You'll hear messages from our two main sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Allow us to introduce you to Castos, our major sponsor. If you're looking to get into podcasting, Castos is for you. No penalties on the amount of downloads and the support, should you need it, is the best in the industry. Take a look at Castos for your podcasting solution. That's castos.com, castos.com. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and auto fix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. I'd like to point out we've got some great special offers from our sponsors. We've got some great recommendations of WordPress plugins and services that we highly recommend and use ourselves. You can get all these freebies by going to wptonic slash recommendations. So, Raho, let's go straight into it. So, I think you said in your quick introduction, hosting and WordPress, you've been doing that from the start of your career, but how did you get into the crazy world of WordPress and especially hosting? Because that's really bonkers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is crazy, isn't it? So uh, around the time I got out of college, uh, I was really into Linux and uh, computer networking. I, I, I used to have Cisco certifications. I don't keep up with them anymore. But my first job was uh, web hosting support uh, back then. It was cPanel. Everything was cPanel in 2004. Everyone was doing HTML sites, 
or then you had Joomla, or I'm sure you both remember uh, custom PHP websites built in like Code Igniter or just like some random PHP scripts. And they used to have MySQL database, used to get hacked and everything. Anyway, so that's what I used to deal with. And more and more, I started to see WordPress websites. People were doing interesting things, memberships. Um, the content management was better. It had like a consistent uh, user interface. It worked all the time. So that got me involved in uh, WordPress. And over the years, it started growing more and more, uh, more and more. The developer community was growing, designer options were better. And around that time, I also started doing hosting for my friends and family. And like... Are they, are they still your friends and family now? Not anymore. We don't talk no. anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I started doing this for my friends and family, and there was enough demand that I decided let's let's just do this full time. There's uh, decent market share. It's growing. It seemed like the right time to get started. All right. Over to you, Andrew. No, it's brilliant. Just to be clear, why Jonathan said I'm not 100%, for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter and or Facebook, uh, I've, I'm just getting over COVID, which I managed to uh, catch when I was in uh, WCEU Portugal. Uh, but I'm all, all good now, apart from a little bit tired, a little bit blocked up, you can hear. But Ralph, getting into hosting, you're using AWS at the moment, and you've got it's sort of you've got a couple of core things that you, you offer within your WordPress hosting. One is how did you decide that AWS was for you? And in the WordPress space, there's a lot of hosting solutions. And so what, what did you see as some of the key things that people wanted out of hosting? Oh, isn't that the million dollar question? Isn't it though? So like, I, I like to say this a lot. Uh, the decision of uh, picking a web host is if you draw that, it would be a triangle uh, of speed, support and cost and you can only pick two. So either have a fast host that has good support, but it, it's not going to be cheap, or you can have a cheap host with good enough speed, but the support is non-existent. And if you do find someone that has all three, most likely they're subsidized with venture capital, and you'll see in the next few months, uh, they will either raise prices on you, or the support will go downhill, or GoDaddy will acquire them. There are no other options. So, yeah, um, basically, like, as a consumer, you have to decide which two of the three are important to you. And then you can't go wrong uh, with any of the hosting providers out there. But you can either pick, like, fast and good uh, or fast and cheap or, like, one of the three, basically. Mm. And another thing uh, that's more and more important now, the Core Web Vitals, everyone is going crazy over the Google updates. And it has very little to do with your actual hosting and a lot to do with your JavaScript, Facebook Pixel, Google uh, Tag Manager, YouTube videos you have on your website. So just, just because you have poor Core Web Vitals score, switching host is not going to do much good for your website. And then you need to do like front-end optimization to actually get good results, good SEO ranking, and so on. So that's, I believe that needs to be said a lot more than uh, what's been done out there right now. So on, so on, that, note, on that note, sorry, John, on that note, what, 
what does Nestify, um, how do you, what are your key differentials between Nestify and any other web host as far as managed work? You know, we, we have a lot of managed WordPress website right. hosting well, people that- out. What are your key differentials? Well, that's a whole subject in itself, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah. What, yeah. what do you actually mean by managed hosting? That is, I, I actually, Rahu, sorry, I, I think that would be, I don't know if you agree, Andrew, Rahu, because I, I gathered by looking over your website that you actually, um, there's a there's a few people that offer w you know offer amazon web services as a solution but they offer it um through the developer but you also seem to give some support as well but in your own mind what do you think what do you think managed wordpress hosting is because you know it's banded around a lot but i think it's so banded now rahu that it's become diluted as something that really means anything what was your own thoughts yeah so back in the old days managed hosting meant you added server-side cache and basically charged double of regular hosting that used to be managed hosting but now like everyone is raising the game and uh you have to do like plugin updates wordpress updates uh make sure so this thing like uh, i mentioned that a lot even if you have like a blank wordpress site with like no important content on it bots will still try to do like the wp login brute force attacks try and hack your site because they want to use your site as a part of the bigger botnet and attack other sites so security is more important than ever and all of these malware even if you use good plugins uh, premium plugins they still have like different exploits. So you need some, uh, the hosting provider needs to be on top of all of these things. And unless you're spending day-to-day managing your WordPress site, uh, you're better off with someone else taking care of that for you. And if the provider is doing all of these things properly, I would call them managed WordPress hosting. Other than that, basically, you're just glorified (laughs) cPanel. Yeah, I just want to put this to you because it's a little bit of um it's to do with me i don't know i'll be interested in see if andrew's got the same feeling about it um because i know a lot of this is me i have a real pop it's not exactly a problem but i understand it but i just it just i find it a bit icky where developers are told we we provide this interface that will manage you know, from Amazon Web Services or whoever the cloud provider is. And you'll be able to go to the client and say, we provide a hosting solution. But they've got no experience of Linux. They've got no experience of being a Linux administrator. They have no resources available. They're a good WordPress developer, but they're not a Linux administrator. And... If something goes wrong with that Amazon Web Service installation, they they can send a support ticket, but my experience is they might get an answer or they might not um, because they're just a tiny little player in the world of Amazon Web Services. Right. Um, and I, I've known 
this, this doesn't happen very often, but I've known a couple of occasions where developers just disappeared and the client doesn't know where the website is, it doesn't know the login details to Amazon Web Services, they know nothing. And that's partly their responsibility. But I just don't see it as a good, you know, a great yeah. advertisement for WordPress. Am I just, well, first of all, I'll put that to Andrew before I put it to you. Andrew, um, you know, is it just me or is there any kind of truth in what I've just said? Well, you, you were just about to say, am I just waffling? And you were close to it, but it's not, you know, the, the, the whole, if I'm joking here, the whole point is, is that we we all offer managed WordPress website hosting. You can, you know, we've got Estify, we've got WP Engine, we've got Flywheel, you know, what is the level of of managed hosting? A lot of a lot of the people say, don't worry about your website. A lot of hosts say, don't worry about your website. We'll look after that. That, to me, is managed hosting. If you put it on a, hosting platform and you're going to look after all the updates of the plugins or at least tell me that my plugins need updating or i've got a security issue that is managed wordpress hosting you know you've got pagely who are charging a couple of grand a month twelve hundred dollars a month or whatever you've got nestify that you know you've got some very very strong premium pricing here going on rahul which is to me it's right you know people need to be educated this, this is not a a $2.50 a month hosting solution that you're offering. You're offering a, a managed solution as far as I can see it. And what we've got to do is educate the people that are actually hosting websites. So it's the, from the business owners, right through to the freelancers, right through to the, the, the high-end agencies. Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple of control panels out there like RunCloud and Cloudways and whatever, you know, there's and GridPay that help people like me manage my my websites but like jonathan says we're not linux or apache experts or nginx you know we don't know and we also don't have the full access to the server either because if we did it would just be it would cause chaos so rahul as, as a as a managed wordpress website hosting company how do you manage the expectations of your customers whoever they may be whether they're just a website yeah. owner or whether they're a developer or freelancer agency like ourselves. How do, you, how do you manage those expectations? I think that's where Jonathan was coming from. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's part of uh, basically any business, uh, picking your target customer and shaping your offering. And I'm sure it goes through different iterations, whether you're a developer or an agency or a hosting provider. Uh, at first, you try to appeal to everyone and say, yeah, you say yes to anyone who's paying you. And eventually, like, you get better, better at uh, playing this game, and then you start saying no more frequently than you say yes. And then after that, you have um, a good enough understanding of who who makes your best customer, and then you try and spend more time with uh, your current customers learn what their challenges are and then basically set the expectations and like that also happened to us uh back in the days we used to serve anyone and everyone and eventually over time we learned that we're good at woocommerce we're solving challenges that not a lot of companies are doing, uh, solving and the other segment was uh aws by itself, like they'll give you the nuts and bolts of uh, the infrastructure. You build everything you want, and not not a lot of people, even like the AWS uh, service providers, had 
a deeper understanding of WordPress. So that's where we decided to focus more and more. And now we work with companies like Sony, PetSmart, uh, US government has some sites hosted with us, all of them on AWS. So yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good, I mean, it's a robust, let's not forget that Netflix is hosted on AWS and the yeah. BBC, you know, these massive, I think Netflix pay them something like, I don't know, $19 million a month for their hosting. That's pretty, it's a pretty big client, pretty important client. And AWS makes the money for Amazon. But the but the, the managed hosting bit, I'm, I now put my big website with you, Nestify. What's your job? Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, if it's a big website, uh, we'll talk about the expectations. Uh, are you expecting traffic in spikes? Uh, like, do you go on Shark Tank and then you get 10,000 visitors per minute for the next couple of days? Or is it like a news website that we can just uh, put a CDN in front of and let cash handle it and people just visit it every day, but we don't have to do much. Uh, so that part of customer discovery is the uh, step one. After that, once we know what your challenges are going to be, we'll migrate that site, make it faster and everything. Uh, but after that, uh, keeping it up to date, keeping the server up to date, and if it's an important enough website, do you need high availability? Uh, does it need to be hosted in multiple regions? All of that will go into that decision. And yeah, well... What I think you're saying is you deal with the security, you deal with, deal with the Linux, you have a discussion with the client, find out what particular solution that you offer. So you kind of quasi-customise it. But what I think you're saying, and I think Andrew would agree, is that you're not going to deal with updating the plugins or conflict. They're going to need somebody to help them with that or you're going to be de dealing with an agency that's doing that and they're looking for you as a partner would i be right about that yeah yeah that's uh part correct we do uh wordpress updates plugin updates as well oh you will uh, and so it's part of the dashboard um you can either update all plugins or you can exclude like yeah you're off there but if there's a conflict yeah. there's got to be somebody that sorts out that conflict doesn't so it for the uh, for the most part like uh our support will go in look at the logs and say hey woocommerce updated oh. last night uh the best thing we'll do is we'll restore a backup of the uh, of the plugin for you but after that we're not going to fix that woocommerce bug that's where your agency or developer yeah. will come in yeah so um, before we go, uh, I think actually let's go for our break and we'll continue the discussion. I've got one question I want to ask you at the beginning and then we'll probably go into the more business challenges you've faced. Um, we're going to go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hey, it's Ben's from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. Hey, 
Tribe, are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business? Head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to. Use code WPTONIC for a special discount just for the tribe. With Focus WP, you don't have to worry about hiring, firing, or any other HR nightmares. Just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in. Focus on what you love, outsource the rest. We're coming back. Um, I do uh, a weekly newsletter. I do a great um, summary of the Friday Roundtable show. I also provide a really personal editorial. Um, Last week's was about WordPress, um, WordCamp Europe, uh, and about community. Um, Something I thought was being overused, but I, I think you would agree, Andrew, there was a great community spirit, not only COVID, but also a community spirit, Andrew, at WordCamp Europe. It, yeah, it was. And if anybody is thinking, that, you know, do I go to a WordCamp or a WordPress meetup or anything, then that's the first thing that you do. You go, you know, if you've got an opportunity to go out there, um, even in these COVID times, and meet people that are in the in, in the same industry, whether they're competitors, whether they're colleagues, their friends, or new friends, then uh, WordCamps and WordPress meetups are the place to be. So yeah, I, I so, yeah. So to get this newsletter, just go to wptonic/newsletter. You'll be able to sign up for the newsletter there. So. Um, I think one of the things, what I'm interested to ask you, Rahu, is on your website, with WP Tonic, and I think it would apply to WooCommerce as well, e-commerce websites, uh, we specialise with our hosting partners with membership, coaching membership, learning management system websites. Some of them are small, some of them are medium, some of them have thousands or tens of thousands of members. We have a couple that have about 10,000 members. Um, so what I know, so what is the interplay between disk space um, RAM and especially pH workers? Because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to pH workers in this mixture when you're dealing with larger demand demanding websites, right. which you can't, use cash to solve the problem of performance you know how does all this work maybe you can give i know it's a big question but you're the guy i thought to ask and you can give some guidance so for php workers uh i have been noodling with this idea of uh explaining php workers to a five-year-old and uh analogy i'm still like workshopping it is um if you go to a supermarket, uh, you have all of these checkout lanes. Think of them as uh, PHP workers. And the more PHP workers you have, the faster more people will be able to check out and do their billing and be on their way. If you don't have enough PHP workers, so let's say like you go to on a Wednesday afternoon, there's only one cashier and the queue starts piling up, uh, people are just trying to get their lunch and be on their way, but the cashier is processing one person at a time. The same thing is with PHP workers. One PHP worker is going to handle one website visitor at a time, and when that's done, the next visitor, and so on, and so on. So the more PHP workers you have, the faster the parallel processing will be. 
And another aspect to that is um, because like uh, in the real world, uh, one cashier will only handle one person at a time, but with computers, we can say one PHP worker can handle like two requests at the same time back and back and forth. So essentially you have this uh, cashier working two registers at the same time, but basically going back and forth and processing them. So those two cache registers would be the CPU. And you can you can have like one PHP worker or the one cashier go through all of these checkout lanes and process everything, but it's just going to slow them down. It's going to slow everyone down. So ideally, uh, you need one CPU for one PHP worker and then just multiply that with however many people. So in case of like uh, WooCommerce and LearnDash, the number of uh, people that are accessing your website at the same time, uh, that's how many PHP workers you will need. So it is the PHP worker side of it, when you're dealing with WooCommerce or e-commerce or a learning management that has a reasonable amount of either people purchasing goods or members, um, the PHP worker level is quite going to be quite important to the performance, to the experience of either the purchase of a good or a member. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that. That will basically decide how many people can access your site without slowing it down. And is there? Is this something which um, a lot of hosting companies try and minimise? Because is there any kind of um, cost in being providing enough pH workers compared to disk or RAM? Because the whole thing, because it's all cloud, and a lot of this hosting now is cloud-based. You know, it's, it's Amazon Web Service, it's Google Cloud. You know, there's an there's a number of yeah. providers, so it's it's a little bit more um, complicated. Well, it's always been complicated, but it's a much more diverse landscape, isn't it? Am I right about the pH worker? Is there is there a cost about providing so, these pH workers in general? So, like, if you if you decide to do it right for every PHP worker, or for at least like two or three PHP workers, you need one CPU core. And if you just offer like 300 PHP workers and the server itself has like four CPUs, it's not going to mean much. So if you if you decide to do it right, then your infrastructure cost goes up. That's why like some of the good providers will put a limit on the number of PHP workers. And then if you need more resources, you pay more. But that's essentially providing you a guarantee that even if you had, let's say you have a hosting plan with 20 PHP workers and you actually do get 20 checkouts per second. If the host is doing doing this right, you will actually be able to handle that level of traffic. And if they say we don't we don't charge for PHP workers, you can have at however many you want. And suddenly you have 300 PHP workers but not enough CPUs to actually do the backend processing, you're going to end up with a slow website or you'll see timeouts on the e-commerce and you lose transactions. My, my understanding of PHP workers is, is slightly less than yours, but you're the host. You're the you're the man that's got the host. I'm so you're saying basically for every every four PHP workers, you need one CPU, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, three to four. How, how does that work in in terms of scaling? So I've got my my site that's handling a thousand visitors an hour, and then all of a sudden it goes up to ten thousand visitors an hour. Do you auto scale? Do you give, you give me extra CPUs and PHP workers, or how, how does that work from a from a scaling perspective? So realistically, uh, even if you have ten thousand visitors, how how many of those are actually checking out at any given second? So usual conversion rate is like, let's say two or three percent. If if it's a good website. Out of those uh, 10,000 visitors, you have maybe 20 or 30 checking out at the same time. If you have a server with 32 CPU cores, that's good enough in most cases. And then we work with sites that go beyond that, and then they have like two or 300 people checking out at the same time. At that point, you have either two, uh, two options, either get like a 128 CPU core large server, keep everything simple, put everything on the same machine, or then you can use like AWS or Google Cloud and go horizontal and then basically spin up more and more instances. Each one of them has like 16 or 32 PHP workers. And then basically, then you can scale as much as you want. Right, and you would handle that process, but I, yeah. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have to click any buttons or pay 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 any extra for that scaling. I've already got that scaling built in. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, because you know it is a confusing thing for, and this is what I want hosting providers to do. I, you know, it, it really simplify the explanation to the end user because we're not server guys. We're not. We don't build the servers. I'm sure we could if we if we learned about it, but we decided to sell websites rather than host them. But the the, the language is confusing. Would you agree that the language is is unnecessarily confusing, Rahul? Yeah, some of that probably is intentional because like every time a host says we are now a digital experience platform, they get to charge more, and then they say, <clears throat> excuse me. They say we now have PHP workers, whereas other people don't have PHP workers, although that's not true. Mm. Companies come up with these uh, different terminologies. Serverless is the new one. Uh, edge caching. Like These are important concepts, but when they start putting them as a differentiator and as a marketing aspect, uh, it works in the company's interest to keep it like, confusing to most people so other providers don't say hey we also do that there's no big deal in php work yeah, exactly yeah exactly yeah brilliant i think awesome. i think we're going to go we're going to wrap it up now folks we're going to continue the discussion i'm going to be asking rahu about some of his experience about building up his hosting sfi some of the lessons he's learned it should be a great continuation continualization of this great interview um so uh rahu how can people find out more about you and um your great company so i uh i'm getting back more and more into writing some of these things uh talking about aws and scaling it's mostly on the nestify blog if you go to nestify.io slash blog uh, we recently wrote an article of how much it will actually cost if you decide to go with AWS and uh, what the options are, what the costs involved are. So, yeah, uh, blog would be good press. Perfect. 
And Andrew, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? And uh, um, how's it going with your great um, plug-in solution for copywriting? Bertha AI is going pretty well, I've got to say. We've had we had some interesting meetings, uh, partnership meetings in uh, in the in uh, wherever we were, Portugal. I've got COVID brain, unfortunately, and a bit dull. Um, we met. Excuse me. We met up with some. Some lovely people at, uh, at WCEU, and there'll be a few announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but basically, yeah, Bertha.ai is um, sponsoring um, a little summit next week as well, pagebuildersummit.com. Uh, so, you know, people can find me on there and also at Arnie Palmer on Twitter. That's um, great. Hopefully, I'll be over COVID by the end of next week because it's doing me head in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, um, like I say, um, join us for the bonus content. You do that by going to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the channel. It's been growing quite a bit recently. We've got some great content on there, great interviews, plus the roundtable, plus additional content that I put up every week on the channel. We'll be back next week with another great guest, another great interview. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.